Welcome to the Harvest Sound Podcast, for music and missions, truth and prophecy, creativity and compassion merge as one as one. So let's, uh, let's get ready for the word of the Lord. Who's hungry for that? Amen. So we have some dear friends, and I don't know where they went. I hope it wasn't rapture or something like that. <laughs> They're here somewhere. The Tannehills are here. I'll, I'll say it by faith. I'll tell you what, if, 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 if Rocky and Gene don't show up, the, the kids can speak. We got, we got Tannehills everywhere, okay? Kylie and River, you're on if they don't show up, okay? Oh, there they are. All right. So we have a real privilege this morning, and we're just uh, deeply grateful to, to know these two. We, I think we, it was actually the Pure River that kind of swept us together that time uh, last, last fall. I think Jay actually brought Rocky down here on a, on, a, on a Friday night, and we just became, as they say, fast friends. And uh, we've been just hanging and enjoying one another, and they just carry so much uh, they're such a kingdom couple and, and have uh, many years, vast experiences in the kingdom, serving in all different uh, ways. And I don't know if you guys will touch on your story or not, but uh, we're just honored to have you here. And uh, I think they're going to tag team here this morning. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. A little, little tag team action. If you do need to use two mics, we do have two, or you can just trade them back, if you, however you guys want to do it. But let's, uh, why don't you all stand up, I'll just pray for you, and we'll just loose you in this place. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for Rocky and Jean, and we thank you, Lord, for what they carry and what they stand for. Lord, they, they stand for you, Lord. They, they um, are devoted to you, Lord, and it's evident. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for what you've given them for this morning. We thank you for their family. Just cover everything that concerns them. And Lord, let them have uh, total freedom, a spirit of uh, wisdom and revelation, Lord, to hear this morning that we could just access what they're carrying, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, we love you guys, so who's first? All right, ladies first. Well done. I've never had a symbol. Is that okay? To, can you, if you want to make a point, you can just, just make all kinds of sounds and stuff, you know? Well, it's so fun to be here today and such an honor that we have been coming here to Harvest Sound for the last year and getting to know many of you here and so fun to have friends that are here and we have some really special friends that was unexpected from Washington, D.C. We have Nuri and we have Ronald. Okay, Help me with your last name. I've known you way too long to, to say this. Vitello or Vitello? Second. Vitello. Italian. Yes. And I just, I really want to honor the two of them. That they're very, very, very special. Um, have impacted all of our lives here without even knowing it. And that um, Ron spent... Um, a great career and time on the southern border of the United States as a border agent. And then he was also in the role of chief border patrol agent, meaning he cared and protected over all of us, taking care of the borders of, of our entire country. 
And, and then he was honored to be head of ICE under President Trump. And so he's just honored from the highest to the little children that would interact with him and his wife, Nuri, on the Border Patrol. And I just think that that just says um, so much about a person from the highest to, to, to the seemingly most humble person. And so we just thank you. I, I've learned a lot from the two of you, the little bit that I, we've gotten to spend with you. Nuri is that wife that the scripture says, he who finds a wife has found blessing and favor from the Lord. She is blessing. She is favor. She has so much love in her. And so she's brought so much care to a lot of the wives of the Border Patrol agents, wives that have lost their husbands due to, I think, um, both just just casualties of the job, but then even there's been some suicides, am I right? Yes, there's been divorce, so there's been pain, and her heart for the children and the woman, the women there, she gives so much. When I first got to be with her, I said, you are like the hands and feet of Jesus. And she was like, wow, I never even thought of that before, which again just says the purity of her heart. And so we welcome you to Nashville. We bless you with everything that you're here for, what God's going to do for you and even in our city. And we just also pray that you just have the best time while you're here. So we're, we're happy you're here. Rocky and I have been married for 32 years now. Yes. We got to spend a lot of time in ministry in our early years as youth pastors to even there was a season on the central coast of California where we pastored together a church that we loved doing that together. And so we don't do this that often anymore, so this is fun. And so we are tag teaming. And so I'm just going to like share from my heart just what the Lord has been speaking to me. And then Rocky, just God's hand is on him just to really minister what the Holy Spirit wants to do and is doing. And so again, just thank you for this time. Thank you, Scott and Sarah. You know, this has been an interesting season, last 18 months, last year, and last five months for our family, but I know probably unanimous everybody here. And we are in a time as God's children where he's helping us to think differently. That the way we thought before isn't how we're to think about ourselves and our family, circumstances, and situations. And he's actually given us his mind. That we have the mind of Christ. And he's given us also a helmet. The helmet of salvation that protects our mind. And Scott beautifully ministered that about the full armor of God that is ours to have and walk in and release every single day of our life that brings us to a place of receiving, being an attractor to the oil of God. Because it's his oil that it really is the protector. That is his glory, that is his presence, that carries his name. We have a really, really good friend of ours, um, a couple, Ken and Tanya Peters. And they've been our longest lasting friends. And we really bonded. We met 31 years ago and 30 years ago when I was in the hospital in labor with our first child, our daughter, Kylie Jean. Without being asked, they just came to the hospital and just um, interceded in the halls 
while I was in labor. And it's much after the fact, I think, that I realized, like, wow, what a gift. And, and Kylie was born a few minutes after midnight. And so Tanya and she share the same birthday. Uh, Ken and Tanya, they operate in our lives as prophets. And everybody in the realm of influence they've been given. They pioneered several churches and then oversee about 14 churches. Well, it wasn't uh, about a year ago, the Lord spoke to Ken and said, I want you to sell everything you have, which would be like their houses and their cars and, you know, those type of possessions. I want you to get a really nice motorhome and, or trailer and truck, and I want you to travel the United States, go to every capital, and pray and intercede and speak my life into each state and into the nation. And even Tanya said that people, like, didn't understand that. And they would say to him, you can't do that. Like, your wife needs a home. She needs that, you know, that place that she can always go back to. And she said, I felt that too. But at the same time, I had such peace in my heart. So we went with it. And so they, they made it to 14 states. And the last state that they were in was here in Tennessee at our capital, which was actually just several weeks ago. And um, Rocky was in Dallas. He works in Dallas part-time, and they weren't even able to come to keep their schedule to be there with him. So it was just the three of us, which I thought was so unusual, and I knew God was in it. And so they came to our house on a Monday. We went to the Capitol and prayed. It was a precious time. And, and Ken has kidney disease. And so the heat really took a, a toll. And I just was like, I thought, wow, to travel the country and pray, that, that's just not easy in a motorhome. And then on top of having kidney disease. And I thought, wow, you are something else. And so anyways, they came to our home on that Monday, that first Monday that we came, we're getting ready to leave, and he just stops. And he sits back down, and he says, Gene, I wanna tell you um, this encounter I had. And for him to tell me an experience of the Lord in that way was a little bit unusual. We always talked about the Lord, but to be headed out the door for him to stop, turn around, and sit down was just a little bit unusual. And so I thought, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really listen to this. And he said, you know what? A few weeks ago, I was at church and I was just in worship. And all of a sudden, from this place of, of just worshiping the Lord, like we all were doing, I found myself in this magnificent, huge stadium. And I was just, I was worshiping the Lord and the glory of God was there. And as far as the eye could see, almost like in a round coliseum, we're just worshipers. And, and if we look down into the center, there was Jesus and we are worshiping him. You know, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, you know, the one who's been given the name Jesus that's above every other name, the highest name, the only name that saves, the only name that delivers, the only name that redeems, and the Prince of Peace. And I'm just worshiping him. And then I realize that Jesus was like looking right at me with the masses and, and calling me to him. And he said, he even kind of like, like me, Lord, <laughs> come. So he said, I began to like walk down, you know, through the people and I got there and I'm right with Jesus. And Jesus said, how come you're up there? And he said, it's, it's just where I was. And he said, Jesus said, 
I have a place for you right here. Like right here all the time, just with me. And Ken's next thought was, what about, what about everybody else? And Jesus said, I have a place for everyone right here. And this impacted me because as we all feel now, the Holy Spirit, so in it, it's him. It's who he is and it's what he has. And I believe that it's really the work of God in his church and his people right now that he is doing that separation. And rather than being uncomfortable in the separation of what's out of our control in, in our own lives, nation, and nations, it's a calling unto him to receive everything that he is. And he is so much better than you know he is. He is so much more trustworthy than you know that he is. And I say it to myself too, that he is just that good. And this is the place where our hearts receive fresh oil that overflows. I always, the story of the 10 virgins, five wise and five foolish, and they're waiting for their bridegroom, Jesus, to come. And, and the five virgins that have no oil, and they've got to go get it. And they ask, they said, give us some of your oil. And they, they said, no, we can't give it to you. And I always thought, I would give it. I'd always hear that story and thought, you can have some of my oil. Until the time came and I realized it's oil that can't be shared. Because it's oil that can only come from being right with him. And he freely pours it and gives it. But there is an overflow. And that overflow is what is for others. To come and to be received and to get that touch of God that only he can bring that transforms, that changes. It's his name. Church doesn't save us. Jesus saves us. It is him and him alone. And so as I've been in this place of, of, of just being able to really stand in his presence and just let him be with me and I'm with him and not looking upon it but actually being present with him. He's really been ministering to me Psalm 23. And I feel that that is Psalm 23 is what God is doing in his people right now. And that his words, it, this is a living word. And I was telling Kylie Jean, I said, honey, this other day, I said, we have a revelation. We know that Jesus is a person and that he's not a religion. That we don't serve a religion but we have a loving relationship and it's him and everything comes out of him and that's easy. And I said, did you know? I said, this book is that too. This book is a living word. It's alive. Yes. 
Jesus is the word made flesh. And in the same, this is not a religious book. But it's a book to have a relationship with. The same way I have a relationship with Jesus. And this word is one of the weapons that's been given to me. And that I speak the word of God. And the Bible says that it will not return back to where it came from without accomplishing what it was brought forth to do. And so even I just looping back to Ken. So then we pray Tuesday, Wednesday, his wife calls me. And she says, Jean, I think Ken just had a stroke. And, and she says, I called 911. They're sending, and they were staying in their motorhome at an RV park nearby. They're sending a helicopter out. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. I just, like, I just, it was hard to even believe to be true. So I met them at the hospital. We were, you know, I was there in the hospital um, with his wife, fully believing that our friend's going to walk out of that hospital. Who comes from California on obedience to pray at the capital of Tennessee and, and does not go home? Well, he did go home. He went home to Jesus, which was just very surprising. And so the, their children all flew in, and everybody's just kind of shocked because it was just not expected. But I also know that our homegoing is so purposed of the Lord. And I'm like, God, why would this obedient man, prophet of God, just precious friend of ours, why would, I don't understand why, why it would be here in Tennessee that he would die. And, and the Lord spoke that scripture that unless a seed die and fall to the ground, it can't produce a harvest. And I believe it's just, it's just another sign of what God has spoken to us about our state. And this church is a Gideon's army, which I love being a part. <laughs> and I'm like, on one hand, we just can appear to be small in number, but yet outside, that is such a big footprint that is left and, and just the aroma of Christ and, and what God's doing through you, through us as a family. And so... Um, I know that it's significant that he came here. And it was really interesting because I sent a little video of him to some of my friends and said, please pray for my friend. He's in the hospital. It does look serious. And it was of him praying. And my one friend who knows Governor Lee said, our governor needs to see this prayer. This will really impact him. So a little video was sent to Governor Lee and his wife. They were so touched that this man would come from California. And it's awesome, because we have all over our country, the, at the capitals, there'll be prayer gatherings, and that's amazing. But I think it's just as amazing when the one and the two hear the Lord and just go to a place of authority in the land and begin to pray, humble themselves in prayer for the land. And that is what spoke to our Governor Lee. And he said, I want to do something for this family. And so he raised the Tennessee state flag at the Capitol in his honor. Um, Ken died on a Saturday, Monday. That flag was raised. He sent a, a personal note to his wife and that flag in which the healing that came, that it wasn't done in vain. And that, as, as you all know, many times when we walk in obedience, we aren't always honored because it can look crazy. 
And I think, and Ken's family of origin sometimes thought he was a little bit crazy. They didn't understand him. And so even at the memorial, when, when this family was given the, st the state flag of Tennessee and a, and a special notice from our governor, it's like God just has a way of honoring so much better than even in our own minds how sometimes we want to be honored. And I just feel like that is just a word for somebody here, that honor is coming in due time. And the honor of the Lord is greater than the honor of man, but there's resource in it because there's anointing in it, because there's purpose in it, and because it's for the generations that come from you for the land. So I just bless who that was for. And so the Lord has been speaking to me, Psalm 23, the Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Shepherd, that word shepherd in Hebrew, R-A-A-H, is translated shepherd, it's translated best friend. Wow. He is your best friend that shepherds you. He is the shepherding king. And he's saying, let me shepherd you. I want to shepherd you. I want to be your shepherd more than I have been. And in past seasons, I've been there, but I'm coming to you differently. I'm the bridegroom shepherd. You're my bride, and I love you, and you can trust me. I am bringing you into green pastures. I'm making you lay down beside still waters and restoring your soul. I'm bringing your life back to you. I'm leading you in paths of righteousness for my name's sake. And we sang about the name of Jesus. And there was a release of oil and revelation in his goodness and just his presence as we spoke the name, as Sarah prayed the name. For his name's sake, you can trust the path that is right for you, that he's leading you on for his name's sake, not for your reputation, not for your name. And I would just say a word of wisdom, surrender your name. Surrender your reputation. Just put it on the altar because you don't need it. You have a God with a bigger name, the only name. And when you surrender your name, you get his name. And his name surrounds you like a shield. It surrounds you with favor like a shield. And his name will do for you what your name can never do for you on your best days. So we just take your name, Jesus. And so then it says... Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And every one of us, at some time or another, we're going to walk through a, just it's a valley of a shadow of death. And we're still on the path of righteousness. He brings us through for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through 
the valley of the shadow of death. And if anybody here feels you, I'm in a valley of shadow of death. I don't like it. You're in good company. Nobody does. <laughs> but you're walking through. You will not stay there. And I will not be afraid because you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. Your rod keeps me on the right path, the righteous path, the path with your name, the path of purpose, the path of destiny, the path of the good things of God, the path of strength. It's a path of heavenly wisdom. It's a path of knowledge, understanding, prophetic insight, power, strength, and fear of the Lord, which is loyalty to Him. All of these graces are there for you. The Spirit of Christ is all these things, the Holy Spirit. And so, the fear of the Lord, what is the fear of the Lord? I'm loyal to you first. I'm loyal to you before anything or anyone else because of your great, 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 great love, because of what you've given to me, because you've empowered me. And so there is no shadow of death that can ever overtake me. And in that place, there is a grand table that has been set before me by Jesus in the presence of my enemies. And every one of my enemies is a liar. 95% <laughs> of what we're afraid of will never come to pass. That 5%, just surrender it to Jesus. Just give it to him and see you walk fearless as he always intended for us to live. And so this table that is sat, and I see myself sometimes, you know what? Sit at the table. Just stop and sit and eat what he has given you to eat. And any table sat by Jesus with a feast is a celebration and that we celebrate in the presence of our enemies. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. This keeps him at bay. This removes the smoke screen. This causes us to walk in who we are as sons and daughters. And then it says, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. I can just see as we sit at that table by faith. It takes faith when we're in that valley of a shadow of death to stop and to sit and to eat with him. And as I eat, oil begins to flow. So much oil, my cup overflows. He is the God of abundance, provision, he is the God of more than enough. And he doesn't care that provision is so abundant 
that it spills onto the ground as it should when it's from him. And I have so much to give other people. I never have to fear lack from this place. Surely, yes, your goodness and your mercy follows me all the days of my life. I mean, can you imagine David's the one that proclaimed this out and this revelation of in, in these places of valleys of shadows of death, and he knew them. <laughs> he had people trying to take his life often, for real. It didn't just feel like somebody's trying to kill me. People were trying to kill David. <laughs> but he ate from the table of the Lord. He received the oil and the joy and the praise and the worship and the prayer and the dance that comes with that. And every one of his enemies were defeated he, by God himself. It's like, wow, this is our portion and this is our place. Because we have a place right with him. Every day of our life, we live under the oil. And that's how we, even in this day, as we are standing up, you know, people often say, I hear, you know, you know, only God for America, which is true, but he uses people. He raises up people. And so we are his voice of freedom, of what was intended from the beginning of time in the birthing of this nation, that there's an example for the world to see what does freedom look like to really get to choose. And God is preserving this. And God is working in this now, and he's working in us right now. And as we say yes to him in this place, from being right with him, he will do bigger things than what we could even think up of ourselves to see the victory for the nation and the nations that he is bringing. And I rejoice in that. And, and, and I love the term patriot that's being said. But greater than that, you know, I'm just a kingdom girl. I'm of a different place. And I love the United States. I'm grateful to be born here. But I have an allegiance first to a kingdom, you know, and to a king that has established himself standing in the midst of this nation right now. You know, raising up people like Ron, using people like this family and all of us in what we are to do. And I think, and I think that's what was needed. The people of God and truth and what is right and honorable to stand up, encourage, not be afraid and be anointed and throw those stones and let God hit the giant in the forehead. There's no giant too big that God doesn't already have a solution for. We just agree with that. We agree with you, God, that the Goliaths in this nation are coming down. And we will not be afraid, and we will throw the stones that he has given to us. As David went to that little brook, he picked up five stones of grace. He spoke to that giant in the name of Jesus. You are coming at me, Goliath, but I come with sticks and stones, you know, a sword and a spear, but I come in the name of the Lord. Yeah. And that enemy laughed at him. And I love 
the pride of the enemy is his downfall to not be able to see the strength inside of David that did not come from himself, that it came from the living God. And the living God is here to strengthen each one of us because we simply say yes to who he is and walk in humility, loving mercy, doing justly with an anointing, humbly walking before him and seeing him lift his up on just, and I love how Sarah talks about the blood of Jesus being a tidal wave and cleansing the nation. He's carrying us with his blood. You know, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and as I'm going to be closing this, and Rocky's going to come up and just minister. as really impacted by, on, I was watching Fox News, and, and I saw an interview with Robert O'Neill, part of Navy, Navy SEAL Team 6 that shot Osama bin Laden. And something of my spirit quickened as he's talking. I leaned in and listened. And he's sharing when they all were called together and they weren't told their assignment, but somehow each member knew this one is different. We're in assignment right now. This one is different, okay? But we've been prepared and we've been made ready and we really don't know what it is yet, but that is okay. And as they began to talk among themselves, they figured it out. And they went, oh my gosh, he's been found. We're going to go in and get him and take him. So they began to, to, they, they begin to train to go into Iraq and to um, kill Osama bin Laden. And this is what he said. Not one of us thought we'd come back alive. But every one of us said, we were born for this. And I thought in the moment, they laid down their life. And you know, Esther laid down her life. If I die, I die. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego laid down their life. If I die, I die. Daniel laid down his life. If I die, I die. Paul, how many times did he lay down his life? If I die, I die. They didn't die. There's something about that posture of faith. If I die, I die. You're lifted into supernatural realms and carried above. God's carrying us above. And as this team entered into the plane, and as they for an hour and a half flew illegally in airspace, they said, if we made it through that, that would be a miracle. If we made it into undetected by Iraqi military, that will be a, mir a miracle because if we're captured, it is over. If we make it into Osama's um, compound without his military capturing us, that will be a miracle. If I die, I die for the cause set in front of me, for a purpose I was born to do, for the joy set in front of me. They make it through that airspace. They make it undetected. The anointing covers you. The anointing protects you. The angel armies of the Lord go in front, behind, on each side. The captain of that army is Jesus Christ himself. And so they make it in. They even have a crash landing. It's like, oh my gosh, you guys, you can't mess it up when you obey. He'll cover the crash landing. Don't worry about it. 
they get out, they find a door, they, have, they, know the in, they know the ins and the outs of this compound. They put an explosive on the door, the door explodes off, only to find a brick wall. And the, guy, the man that interviewed him said, oh my gosh, were you just so dis like, discouraged to find a brick wall where you thought was the entrance, the whole reason you came to get through there? And he goes, no, I was really excited. That told me there's something really important on the other side of that wall. And so I encourage with a spirit of faith, each one of you, that when you come to that open door that God has promised to find a brick wall, there's something really important on the other side. Do not lose heart. Do not give up. Now is the time. Your redemption draweth nigh now. He will get you where you need to be. And he will use anybody he chooses. So they make it into the compound. They are going up the steps. It's dark. It's the middle of the night on purpose. So when you find yourself in a nighttime hour, it's on purpose it's okay. God has the last say and the final play and the wisdom for you. Enemy doesn't ambush you. You ambush the enemy. So they walk in. They're in a, they're in a line. And he said that, that his, his soldier, you know, partners, his SEAL member was walking in front of him. And they knew they go up these stairs, there's a long hallway. And in this, in this room here is Osama and his son, Kaleeb, always. Kaleeb's always with his dad. So they're walking up, they're going down the hall, and there was a, a figure, a person coming towards them. And in the wisdom of God, this first man, SEAL Team, whispers in Arabic, Kaleeb, come here. Kaleeb did not anticipate a friendly whisper from his enemy. So Kaleeb draws near. He is shot right then. They don't know if there's a suicide bombs on him. So his front man that shot him laid his body over him. Then Robert O'Neill steps over finishes the, going down the hall, goes into that room and sees Osama, Osama bin Laden and they take him out. This is how it's done, people. <laughs> God is on your side. <laughs> and I want to tell you something. From the oil, with the oil, even your whisper has authority. Because it's not the volume always, it's what's in the sound wave. And it is the voice of God. And when God speaks, it is. He's speaking on your behalf today.
He's speaking for you. I'm going to close with one scripture here. And just if you to even just put your hand on your heart as I read this. Because it's about Sarah, the wife of Abraham, the father of many generations that was promised to him to a man that had no ability to produce a child because of his age, to a wife that was past childbearing and too old. She was barren and past childbearing, not just one strike against her, but there's two. And in Hebrews 11.11, it tells us that Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing. For the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise. And she tapped into his faithfulness. He is here right now with his faithfulness, and he is going to minister and help us to tap in. He's going to help us to rest because there's so many, your wombs are full of promises. Many of you are past due, and you don't need to be induced. God's coming upon you to birth, and what you will birth is for generations but it's for your enjoyment. It's for who you are. And so I just thank him and I praise him. I thank him for you. And I just call forth right now all that he's doing and all that he is saying and has said to come and bring forth such life in you with oil and with water that overflows. And anybody here where you feel that you've been plugged up, God is unplugging you right now. And that mud and that mire is actually coming to your eyes right now to open them, to be able to see. And there is a washing by the word of God for each one of you here. So I just sense supernatural faith is being deposited in each, every, each, into each and every one of us. Would you just lift your hands really quickly? Because I feel like the Holy Spirit's on the move here. You've been up against your wall. You've come to the place where you, you know, I want to give up. And God says, no. You're my child. You're my friend. You're the person that I've chosen for this assignment. Now's the time to move into that direction. Now's the time to move into that place. Now's the time to make that step into that next hallway. And God says, I will bring down that wall. I will bring down that place of opposition. Come on, let's begin to pray in the Spirit because that's how it comes down. Begin to jackhammer that wall down by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is moving into this place. Come on, I, I declare today, Heavenly Father, that by the supernatural power of God, there is a releasing of faith, of a releasing of your faith to bring that wall down, to take and allow that next step behind that wall that, to that destiny, that purpose, that place that he has for you. Come on, there's a place of taking and advancing into your assignment today. God says he's not leaving you on this side. I'm bringing you into the other side. I'm taking you into that spot where I have directed you. 
There's been a there's been supernatural instructions released this morning. Come on. There is an assignment. There is a place. There's a forward movement today that you can take and, and move out into in faith and receive it. It's yours. It's from your heart. Come on. It's in your heart. It's what God has purposed for you and your, your place. Come on, there's relationships that are being healed. There's families that are coming into that, that, that new season. There's an open door for that, that place of moving into that cloud. Come on, I see a cloud by day and a fire by night today. I see where he's moving by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's wanting to move us from the, the just where we see the, the enemy has stalled us, where he has tried to hold us back, where there's been a waiting upon our leg. Today we command those weights to be released and we command a forward place in the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's just begin to praise them, church. Come on, just begin to take it and say, thank you, this is mine. Come on, this is my place. Heavenly Father, thank you, this is my door. Come on, this is my assignment. This is my, this is my victory. This is the place where I take the enemy out and I move forward into the plans and the purposes of God. We've been on this side of the Jordan long enough. God says, I, I'm not leaving you in a land that I haven't promised. I'm taking you into that land. God says, I will part those waters for you. I will knock down those walls that need to be knocked down. I will move into that place of victory with you. The Lord says, not only am I your Lord, but I'm your friend. And in this, in this season, I hear the friendship of God giving intimate detail to what your assignment is. God says, I'm not withholding now. And nor I'm not going to withhold in this next season. God says, I'm releasing my word. And my word's going to give keen insight and understanding. Come on, lift your hand. There's instructions coming today. There's assignments coming today. There's a power of the Holy Spirit to fulfill them today. In Jesus' name, the Holy Spirit is living in you, releasing. Come on, his friendship, his power, his anointing, his freedom. Come on, there's a place of freedom to do, to live and do what you've been called to do, to be who you've been called to be. Come on, you're not stuck into the mold. You're not stuck into the box. It's a freedom day. Come on, you can lift your hand and praise him for who you are, fearfully and wonderfully made to fulfill that purpose, to fulfill that destiny that he has for you. In Jesus' name. Come on, I feel a releasing of his friendship, an intimacy that's going to come with divine instructions, divine life, and divine freedom. Come on, we're going into our land. We're going into our land of victory. We're going into our land. There'll be a Jericho, but the, Jer the walls will come down. Come on, there'll be a place of your land, your assignment, your place. Come on, I hear that assignment, that assignment, that assignment is yours. That assignment is your place. That assignment is your, your, your purpose. That assignment has been designated to you. It has your name on it. It's your gift. It's your box. It's what God wants to deliver to you in his friendship. You know, you guys, everybody look here real quick. God allows friendship. That's where our life comes from. Jesus is our Lord. He is our Savior, but he's also our friend. He wants to know you. He wants to know you so that, that you can hold each other in your hand, his hands. It's out of that intimacy of friendship that we receive everything that's needed for our life. 
It's when we become friends with God, when you begin to know him in, a, in, in that place of friendship, it's, it's not about a religious thing on Sunday morning. It's about that friend that I know every minute, every millisecond of my life and my day. It's about me knowing that when I get into to, 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 to situations and I get into purposes and things that seem to be a little bit harder, that that friendship will pull me through. Why? Because friends never withhold intimate details. Never. And there's been details that you've needed to get to that next spot. There's been details that you've been looking for that next place. And God says, I'm never withholding those details. They will be right on time to you. Your assignment will be given to you right on time. Come on, that's good news. That's good news. Why? Because servants just do what they're told to do, when they're told to do it, how they're told, you know, told to do it. They're, they're more works orientated. But a friend knows the details of the plan. Come on, there's a friendship being deposited in each and every one of us. There's instructions from heaven that are coming to us and we can receive them. Keen words of wisdom and understanding today in Jesus' name. Let's just stand up really quickly. Heavenly Father, take hands with one another, the person on the right and the left, and let's just release the power of the Holy Spirit within us to the person on the right and on the left. Come on, there's some details that are coming. There's some details that are coming. Let's begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. If you have your prayer language, go ahead and release it. If you don't have it, go ahead and re release it anyway. It's yours. It's yours to have. Come on, release the Holy Spirit. He's wanting to bring His Holy Spirit. He wants to release you in the ways of the Holy Spirit. There's all the limitations of the natural being lifted up by the Holy Spirit. He's bringing you into that life. He's bringing you into that anointing. He's bringing you into that place of freedom. Come on, we can shout to that freedom on the right. Pray that freedom onto that person on the right. Come on, free that person on the left. Come on, there's a releasing of the Holy Spirit. Wow, there's a wave of freedom. There's a, fr a wave of friendship coming. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, let the life of God flow. Let the life of His Spirit flow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, there's assignments being released. Knowledge about those assignments. Well-paved roads. Well-paved roads to those assignments. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I want to declare everything over this body, this life that's needed. Lord, if you need healing, come on, there's healing in the house today. If you need health, he has health for you. By his stripes, you have been healed. Come on, there's a healing release. If you need healing right now, let's just drop our hands and lift our hands. There's a healing release right now. Receive it now. Come on, receive your healing. Just receive your healing now. Come on, you don't have to have anyone lay hands on you. It's for the Holy Spirit. Let's go. Let's go. Receive it now. Come on, the healing power. The healing power, the healing power in Jesus' name. 
in the mighty name of Jesus, health. And Heavenly Father, I release today every bit that's needed for your assignment. I break the spirit of lack off of you today in Jesus' name. And I release his, his abundant provision for what you need in Jesus' name. That includes health. That includes everything needed to fulfill your assignment in Jesus' name. Come on, can we just shout to the Lord one big time? Come on, let's, let's put a shout in this house. Come on, Harvest Sound. Come on. Come on, we can shout the applause. God. Let's just st stay standing for a moment. There's just so much going on. That was powerful. Who received those words? Impartation this morning. You know, what, just one phrase that you, you said there that there's freedom through friendship. Freedom through friendship with Jesus and the healing through friendship. I mean, there's we access so much when, when he says, come up here. You no longer call you servants. Come up here. Why don't you try being a friend? He invites us to that place. Some of us run around bondage and baggage and living on a low level in the Christian life and God's saying come up here we just slow down calm down come up here let's be friends watch what happens when we come into that place of intimacy with the Lord that's we're designed for we're not designed to just serve I mean praise God the greatest among you would be a servant however there's a relational component to this where God wants to give you the details he wants to he wants to share the secrets of the kingdom with us and in a time where there's such vast deception in our nation and in nations, I believe the Lord is literally giving a spirit of discernment through, watch this, friendship, through that intimacy with Jesus that is that is so needed. Gene, you were saying that it's a it's an assignment, but it's like one we've never had before. That's we've stepped into a new era, a new dispensation, if you will, and you can feel it. It's a whole different assignment, a whole different level, and it's exciting. We're built for this. We're made for such a time as this. So I, I just believe that we, we have to say that was then, this is now, and we're going forward. We can't hold on. A lot of people are saying, we just got to get it back to normal. You're wasting your time if you're trying to just get it back to normal. I don't know if you saw a little post. Someone's been putting it around saying, normal's not coming back. Jesus is. <laughs> so we got to get ready. Prepare you the way. Because the King of Kings is coming. You can feel it. It's all around. And we, yet we're going to finish our assignment. How many people here are jealous to just finish the work? As long as there's day daylight, we do the work the Lord's given us, right? And to finish the work, as Jesus said. And so let's, let's, let's praise him that everyone here up under the sound of our voices this morning, we're going to be finishers. How about that? We agree. We're going to finish the work. It's not going to be left half done, undone. So in the name of Jesus, Lord, we receive this word, this impartation the healing that's, that's been flowing. And we're going to, um, just one instruction before I pray. Uh, we can get our uh, pillars, our elders, and our staff to come up. I feel like we need to pray for some people that literally need a physical touch before we leave uh, this morning. So, Father, we seal this word now, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for, for um, this impartation. Lord, we, we bless the Tannehills, Lord, just what they carry. We are so grateful. And th grateful for them to share that, to tip that over for us this morning. And Lord, we just get in while the getting's good. I believe the Lord has prepared a, a feast before us. Lord, we thank you for that feast. We thank you, Jesus, that we can feast in a time where our enemies would be all around. We can feel it, but Lord, we choose to sit down with you and partake of what you've provided. 
And we thank you, Lord. You will see us through, Lord. In Jesus' mighty and holy name. And all God's people said, amen. Hey, if you need prayer, we're just going to open it up for a little bit here at the end. Just come up.